Welcome to The Launch, the podcast sponsored by Tandem Launch, Canada's premier incubator. We'll talk about tech, startups, entrepreneurship, fundraising, and everything in between. If you have a research background in tech and always wanted to build your own startup, then check out our website, tandemlaunch.com, to see what we're all about. Now on with the show. So welcome everyone to another episode of the Launch Podcast sponsored by Tanum Launch. I'm your host, Bobby Bidochka, and today joining me is the co-founder and co-CEO of The 51, Judy Fairburns. Welcome, Judy. I am so happy to be here, Bobby. Thanks so much. I love it. I love it. So tell me more about The 51, uh, why you started it. So the 51 was co-founded by uh, Shelley Kuypers and Alice Reimer and myself a couple of years ago. And it's a financial feminist platform and a movement, uh, including a venture fund where investors, entrepreneurs, and those that aspire come together. And we, we do that. We've created a flywheel in a, in a community and where we have created an opportunity for democratized access to women-led capital for women-led startups. Um, and through that, we're building mutual wealth and also having social environmental impact. And we're doing it in a learn by doing way where we're coming together, sharing knowledge and experience and becoming through that influential investors, innovators, cons- consumers. Um, you know, our, our mantra is capital plus community leads to commercialization and impact. So uh, that's key thing for us. And in just a couple of years, we've, we've grown from 75 women just coming together in the kitchen, in the kitchen curious about investing in an early stage companies to over um, a global community of over 18,000. Um, we've got 110 um, accredited investors, investors with us, 90% of them are women, which is relatively unheard of in Canada. Yeah. And Canada, across, country, across the country and, and growing. Uh, we have our first fund um, and now raising our, our, our next sector domestic fund and as well as an institutional food and ag tech fund with a partner. Um, to date, we've done 30 investments, um, 14 in, in fund one and 16 before is just a community and put $17 million of capital to work and a lot of expertise. And uh, we've seen over 800 ventures. So like we have a really good lens on what's happening in, in, in Canadian US uh, women-led co-led firms uh, and in all kinds of investor learning sessions or broader financial feminism community sessions as well. So amazing. I love it. I love that you are overtly feminist as well. I'm, I'm a pretty staunch feminist and I love that, that you are really explicit about that. I'm not sure that I've seen any other uh, VC firm, even when they are women led or, you know, female focused um, to really be explicit. So I love that. Um, okay, so then, I mean, what we know about venture capital is historically, and maybe even currently, it's male dominated. Um, and we know that uh, female startups and female entrepreneurs are systematically underfunded. So why do you think that's the case? And how can we advise people to sort of get out of their own paradigm of thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with the stats that that uh, actually dropped through the pandemic of only roughly 2.2% of the venture capital funding goes to, to women founders and um, and about 86% still goes to male-only teams. And, you know, I think, you know, thought about this a bit, you know, we've looked at research and things of that nature. And I think it often comes down to, you know, essentially basic psychology. You know, um, people, 
um, found entities, they invest in, in what they're comfortable with, what they know, um, and, and who looks like us. And so, you know, I think I'm an engineer. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with being in, in, in places I've been, been um, different. And it often believe in the, the rule of 30%, which is once you get to 30%, then everyone feels like they have a voice, um, particularly that group that was last and not got there. And, and you just flow, you know, um, dialogue happens, et cetera. No one's worrying as much about being different. We're still in a state though, however, in, in, in the venture capital realm, um, 2019, you know, 12% of the general partners, those that, that run the funds were women. That's it's a little better in 2021, 15%. Um, and I think coming back to this philosophy of, just by human nature, we tend to invest in what we know and what we care about. Um, women VCs are statistically more likely going to invest in one founders. And um, so I think we see that as an opportunity. And then we couple that with the fact that um, not just from the founder side, but from the investor side, we, we, the prediction is that by 2030 in Canada, over 65% of the wealth, the community of wealth is going to be managed by women, you know, through demographics, uh, education, things of that nature. So um, we're gonna we have the opportunity for more investors, and and you know there's all kinds of increase. I think women in entrepreneurship is growing very quickly, thirty percent increase in women-owned businesses in the last ten years in Canada. You put those two together, and a younger generation who's inspire aspiring to be part mm -hmm. of shaping their own future. Um, and and you've got an opportunity. That's what the fifty-one is all about, uh, creating that flywheel of opportunity. Um, to unlock the financial feminist economy. And so, I mean, there there seems to be now, um, you know, coming to the surface more, an, a, a greater number of male champions. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they're more vocal about supporting women and, and leading the charge. And, you know, for folks that are in charge, we do need to them to lead the charge. So how can we sort of account for this trend? And do you think that this will have an impact and maybe in what ways? Um, absolutely. And I think that the business opportunity is there. And I'd say we're really at an inflection point, whether, you know, you see it in the world of ESG um, or for sustainability, when the financial institutions started saying, this is what we need to see to invest, um, it then drives change. We're seeing that more recently, you know, with the, 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 the new benchmark, sorry, the new reporting requirements that are coming out from BDC and others very recently mm -hmm. on, on diversity and inclusion, and that will drive change. Um, and we need all individuals um, to make the change. And, you know, in our fund, yes, we're 90% women investors, 10% male, and, and we really appreciate our, our male champions and very open to, to men that are, that are involved. Um, because I think it, when we have a more mainstream of the population involved, it changes from a fringe um, opportunity to, again, the way things are changed. And, 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 and women, in, in terms of as founders, investors, becomes just a normal way that, that we work. And I think we've seen that same trend with respect to, um, you know, impact investing. It's mm -hmm. what's now more the ASG frame it was very fringe and I was very involved, you know, was involved in it leading sustainability for a major corporation over a decade ago. And now think about how mainstream it is. And so yeah. when we look ahead, um, we, we really view uh, that male champions are a critical part of, t of evolving this, um, and grabbing the opportunity from kind of fringe, oh, isn't that nice, a bit of a social file to yes, this is 
the opportunity, the economic opportunity that also leads to social environmental impact and a better future. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where, you know, sustainability was as a, as a, as a concept, as the term was a relatively new thing. And, and then it started the UN kind of sort of really pushing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody was adopting it. And now if you don't say you're doing something sustainably, you're kind of like in a doghouse um, in many ways. So do, so you do have some, um, some male funders in your fund. Um, so that means um, you, you do accept, do, do you have a, a quota? Like we want to keep the percentages a certain a certain rate or, you know, the more, the more dollars, the better. I think where we're driven by is a common mission. So if you believe in the mission and, and the opportunity, everyone's welcome, regardless of gender, um, you know, any kinds of backgrounds. And, and so we welcome that. And it's, it's the opportunity that we're really driving at. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that, that we've heard is we want to make sure it continues to be a space for those that feel, hmm, am I ready for that? That it feels like a place of learning. Uh, we heard from a number of our, our um, particularly the women investors that they hadn't participated before because they've never been invited. So that open place of learning where we have dialogue um, and, and each teach each other, that's a core part of what we are. Again, it's capital plus community <laughs> leads to commercialization. And, and we want men at the table to champion equality just as much as women. It's not kind of an, an or, it's an and at the table. Okay, great. Um, so, I mean, it's one thing to engage in a fundraising activity or exercise. You know, you're a startup and I need to go raise a cup of mill. So now I got to go through the grind of, of doing all that. Um, but how did you fund the 51 itself? Like, can you speak to the process um, and maybe what advice you would give if there's other aspiring female fund managers that might want to start um, uh, a project like yours? So we've approached it very much. I mean, two co-founders, Alice and Shelley, are serial entrepreneurs. And we approach it very much from an entrepreneurial lens. And I think you need to do that because the barriers can be quite significant to getting into the financial world. And um, we have uh, funded it ourselves out of the gate, complemented by um, the management fees that come from our funds, um, as well as we really appreciate um, our members, our investors and our broader community um, that that have come in and supported us with membership fees and in return, you know, we help them with a sense of community and learning and the like. And so it's a combination of those two things. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we continue to evolve as we scale, but let's be clear, this is an entrepreneurial skin in the game venture from the outset. Okay. You know, I think we've got lots of things that we have learned. And I think in Canada, we're doing a really good job of supporting our entrepreneurs and like, I think, um, emerging, um, fund managers and those that build ventures like this. We're, we find ourselves caught in this interesting spot because we're not really a not-for-profit in the traditional sense. We do have an affiliate movement 51 that I can get it up in, in a minute, but you have to start somewhere. So, you, so a smaller fund, the economics often aren't great. So we've been very creative on our business model to make it work. Okay. And, and, and yes, yeah, it's, it's go evolving. Ahead. It's evolving. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And yeah, because I mean, it's very, 
there's a lot of VCs out there. And in, in many ways, I'm thinking to myself, God, not another VC fund. Like there's just, there's already so many out there. How to, how do we all find each other? Um, but definitely we could use more, um, more outfits like the 51 that would definitely, I think help, uh, help a lot. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess it's just a matter of skin in the game and the entrepreneurial mindset behind the whole thing. And again, I think a big differentiator for us is recognizing it takes community. And in that community, uh, we would, you know, without our broader community, um, you know, financial feminism as our investor community of well over you know, 100 of them and what they do to roll up their sleeves. Um, it's the financial capital they bring, but it's, it's their expertise, their networks that makes it all go. So Amazing. it's the sweet spot of the, it's, it's the, the synergy of the two coming together. Yeah. We're, we're not your typical venture fund is probably what I'm saying here in terms of business model. Okay. And so do you see, um, do you see a difference in the way that female founders approach their pitching to investors? Do you see um, a difference in the way that they structure um, their business models? Um, you know, is there, is there, is there something different about what they're doing um, or better? So I, the, the way that we approach, um, and I credit uh, Shelly Kuyper's co-CEO with myself, is to really take a her story um, approach, which is understand the story of why the founders have, have created and you know, are working hard and growing their business. And I think that gets at the, the motivation, and I think as, as, as many would say in the venture world, um, especially early stage, um, you're betting on the founders. Mm. And and you know their ability to drive it through whatever the world throws at them and to, to be able to listen to be coachable so that they can pivot and 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 successfully um have customers um you know buy into what what they are offering and finding that magic of product market fit and so so i think um by, by sort of starting with understanding the story, we can figure out the founders that have got the best uh, ability to make it, mm -hmm. coupled with you know, our own knowledge and our end of what we call the 51 factor, which is the ability to draw from our different experiences as entrepreneurs, business leaders, science, tech depth, um, governance, financial acumen, operations, all the rest of it, go to market to be able to know how to help them then to scale their businesses. So, you know, I think, I think that's the way we approach it. Are, are women any different that we see? I think that um, they're probably more risk aware is what we would normally say. Um, and so at, at times we need to just give them that extra boost of confidence. And what we do find is that what many of the women founders will say, and like I said, we've touched over 800 here in the last number of near, couple of years, um, is that when they get around the table, they, they feel like they're in a place they can be comfortable. I'd call it somewhat of a safe space. Mm. They can, they can, we can talk about it. Um, and and when, when we do that, I like to say it's the analogy of when you truly feel you're in the driver's seat versus the passenger seat, you can go the direction you want to go. Love it. I mean, I, I, I do talk to a lot of startups and try to help them, you know, with their pitches and their decks and everything. And it's always very tech 
focused and I try to steer them towards, well, what's your story? And, you know, I, I tell them and they invest in people, not in things. I mean, you do, yeah, but well said, well said it's, it's, but they, it's like, there's something, and this is like across the board. This is like not even gender specific. It's like, there's something about, like, I can't seem to convince them of this. It's like, no, it's not me who cares about me. It's, th- it's this thing that I have mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that, that's going to make all this money. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, you still gotta, you gotta show up and you gotta show who you are and what, you know, what, what things mean to you. And you got to show a little enthusiasm. You can't just pitch like, you know, here's my engineering, my product, like, and here's my numbers. And do you want to invest? It's like, that's, that's not enough. You got to do just that extra bit more, which is actually actually a bit less. If you think yes. about it. It, it, it actually is. And I, you know, I was recalling that as we sit around there, it's not the founders that have the best credentials or the best technology or the perfect pitch that often in the end we end up funding. It's those that we can sense have got a real sense of purpose. They're gonna make a difference. They listen, they learn, and they're gonna make it happen. Those are the ones that you wanna invest in. Love it, that is beautiful. I'm just going to keep like hammering on that message to people. I'm going to keep hammering. Okay, so then um, tell us what type of startups um, or entrepreneurs are you keen on funding and how can people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So um, we have focused in, in our first fund, which closed in, in early 2021. So we're raising our subsequent fund there because we've had a couple of com- companies that have really doing well. Um, it's such a wait list um, on women ladder co-led. And we really need the women to be equal on the cap table. They are not tokens. Let's get clear. Financial feminism is about equality. And and we're focusing on sectors that matter, um, particularly from a women's lens. So uh, commerce, digital marketplaces, because women um, make 85% of consumer decisions. Um, And that comes in. And then the whole wealth transfer, again, by women by the end of this decade forecast in Canada to be controlling 65% of the wealth. And what innovation comes through financial services in that lens and disrupting banking. Um, And then from a frame of of we care about One Health and sustainability, so digital clean tech and women's health innovation. So those are the areas we're focused on. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of the normal kind of things that venture investors look at, you know, founding team, as we talked about earlier, um, the ability to, um, to have, you know, market opportunity that the trends are in sync with what's likely happening, the timing's good, that they know how to work with customers and they're already getting early customer traction. And obviously they figured out the moat, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. And then how do you have a forum on the website or there's um, there's information Absolutely. on the website that they know how to, okay, yeah. we can just fill, fill the bits and then. We can fill it, send it something into entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur at 51. Yeah. Dot, dot com or, and, and it's all there. So. Excellent. Great. Well, thank you so much, Judy, for joining us. Thank you. It's been a real uh, pleasure to be here. And, and I uh, hope everybody remembers you from last year. You did the International Women's Day um special episode and so we loved hearing from you then as well and thanks so much as well i know you're interviewing some of the portfolio companies uh, in our realm and that's what makes this all go around Um, oh yeah i can't wait i can't wait so much bobby thanks so much
My pleasure. So thank you uh, to our loyal listeners. Your time is always appreciated. You can follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, if you have a technical background and you want to create your own startup, hit me up on LinkedIn and I can tell you about all the incredible opportunities at Tenum Launch. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. We hope you had fun and gained valuable insights. If you like what you see in here, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, share the podcast, and follow us on social media.